0: Who would have ever thought that a standard kneecap, regular old kneecap, could be worth $53,000? Because that could be the case in the Players' Championship. What's going on, everybody? This is Jake Harris with the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number 28. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you rough golfers out there are having a fantastic day. Hope you're playing golf, which would be even better It's a little rainy here today, so I'm not out on the links. Instead, I'm here with you recording this podcast. So today we're going to be talking about Jordan Spieth's wild cut save, because it's pretty crazy how this worked out. I want to talk about the players' championship payouts, because there is a lot of money on the line. And I want to know if you believe that pro golfers get paid too much. We're going to talk about that today and, and compare some of what the pro golfers make, both on the live Golf tour and the PGA tour to some of other professional athletes out there, namely NFL players. Today we're going to talk about TPC Sawgrass first, though, because I want to get into it. This is one heck of a course, one of my favorite courses. I mean, that 17th hole with that island green is just iconic. I know that I would love an opportunity to play there. One of my buddies actually plays in um, South Carolina a lot, and there is a Uh, golf course that is kind of like a copycat course and they have all these famous holes from all over the world that are just iconic and the 17th hole at Sawgrass is actually a part of that uh, that copycat course or mirror course I'm not sure what you call it but he gets to play that and uh, he said it's a a blast so I want to have an opportunity to do that at some point in my life because it looks it looks fun As, as difficult As it is, as many pros seem to struggle with that hole, and some are very successful, it just looks like a a load of fun. So um, Friday was a very interesting day. Obviously, we had the cut for the Players' Championship. You know, everybody's trying to get uh, past that cut line so that they can actually play during the weekend. And one of those pros that was struggling on Friday was Jordan Spieth, okay? He had several bogeys uh, during the second round, you know, and, and it was... It was looking kind of sketchy as to whether or not he would actually make the cut, but he's on the final hole. He's two over, and it's looking like the cut line is either one over or maybe even par. So I think he was he was trying to go for uh, at least a birdie on this hole. So he uh, he's on the uh, ninth hole. He started on the back nine for his round, and his tee shot goes way right, so far right that he believes it's going to be out of play, possibly even in the the water. Uh, for the 18th hole and uh, it just it isn't looking good until the golf ball smacks the cart path and then ricochets off of a fan's kneecap back into the fairway i mean i cannot imagine the pain that that guy felt when he got hit in the knee with a golf ball as fast as as speed swings and sends that ball i mean the ball speeds and then it just hits a cart path so now you know it's got a little bit of the rough rough edge on the golf ball, you know, that, uh, that cart path burn that you get sometimes on a golf ball. And then it slams into your kneecap and then back into the fairway, not only back into the fairway, it goes forward in the fairway. So it actually sets speeth up in his second shot with a good opportunity to, you know, get on the green or at least get very close to the green. I think it was around 272 yards is what he had to, uh, to hit, to make it into or make it onto the green. And, uh, I mean, all of that, you think your entire round's over, you're not going to be able to play in the Players' Championship, you're going to miss the cut because you're going to have to, you know, tee up another one and hit it out there and then, you know, struggle to make a bogey or better. But this didn't happen. His ball hit a kneecap of a fan, went back into the fairway, and actually gave him a very good shot for his second shot. Now, I know that you guys out there, you know, unless some of you are professional golfers and have experienced something like this, are probably just, you know, having a good time playing golf. And we don't have fans or spectators or grandstands or anything like that, that our ball can luckily bounce off of and land back onto, you know, the the playing uh, field, whether it be the fairway, rough, green, whatever. So I wonder... Because this has happened to the pros, and I know this is highly unlikely, I mean, this doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And these are the breaks of golf, you know, where for us, average golfers would probably be, you know, hitting a tree uh, or something like that to get back into the fairway, maybe an outbuilding or something that luckily you, you just caught a good bounce and you're back in the fairway. It happens. But I wonder, you know, is this fair for professional golfers to be able to utilize uh, you know, the, the ricochet off of a fan's knee as an acceptable and playable ball. I, I don't know. Or even coming back off of the grandstands, I kind of wonder, and you know, let me know what you guys think about this, if if it makes sense to you, but as a professional golfer, let's say that were to happen, should you be required to just play that shot over again? You know, count that as a, I don't even know what, just, you know, an oddball occurrence or whatever. Not necessarily a hazard because you're not in the water or you're not in, you know, a, a traditional hazard. This is something that only happens in professional golf. So what do you do? I think the only, you know, realistically the fair thing to do would be to tee the ball back up and just replay the shot with no penalty. But they let it go. They said, no, this is acceptable. Bounced off the cart path, hit the man's knee, back into the fairway. He gets to play it as it lies. So what does that mean for Spieth? Well, that gives him hope that he's actually going to, you know, could possibly make the cut, right? So he's in the fairway, second shot, 272 yards to the green. He smacks the ball up there. It lands in the rough just off of the green, and (laughs) his Friday just gets even better, okay? Cause the man, chips it in, for an eagle. I mean, come on, can you imagine standing on, your your last tee, of the round, thinking, oh, crap. If I screw anything up here, I'm likely going to be cut from this tournament. And then you have this chain of events that happens. I mean, it's it's just wild, you know. It just who would have foreseen this? Nobody. But congratulations to Spieth. And Spieth was very grateful to. The uh, man that that actually got hit with the ball, he gave him a glove. I think he signed the glove. And then later on, he said that he wanted to do more and get his contact information because um, it's because of this man, uh, you know, taking a a ball to the knee that actually saved Spieth's uh, round so that he could make the cut and play uh, during the weekend for the Players' Championship. So that's awesome. I mean, at least he, he recognizes that, hey, you know, I owe it to this guy, just this strange happenstance that, he was there and uh, you know saved me from going in the water or from, from losing out of $53,750. That's the 65th uh, payout for the Players' Championship. If Spieth goes into the weekend and totally screws everything up, he's going to at least make that. So that's why I said, you know, no one would ever have thought that a, uh, a regular old kneecap would be worth 53 grand. But in this case, it is. So congratulations to uh, Jordan Spieth for making the cut in this very... Strange and unique fashion. It was awesome to see. I hope the dude who took the golf ball to the kneecap is doing well and uh, doesn't have any major injuries. So I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Spieth will uh, give him like a coupon to play a free round or something with Spieth at his home course. That would be pretty cool. But um, there's been some other uh, events that have happened at the the Players Championship, not necessarily. Golf-related, as far as you know, professional golf playing, but I want to briefly touch on Justin Thomas's quip about Live because he was asked during a press conference while at the Players Championship about some of the PGA Tour format changes um, that they've just recently released in that letter that Jay Monahan released. I mentioned in my last podcast, and uh, there were several big players. Rory was asked, uh, Max Homa, a couple other players were asked about um, you know some of these changes and what does that mean for the PGA, you know, kind of, are they copying Live? Are they trying to emulate Live? When they said, you know, uh, no cut was an exhibition, now you have no cut. So this is what JT said. Well, we have an astronomically higher amount of quality players than they do in their events, end quote. So that's JT saying, you know, astronomically higher amount of quality players. Is that accurate? I'm not so sure it is. What do you guys think? Do you think that that is an accurate quote? I mean, if you were going to mention that in, a, you know, with a, referencing the current official world golf rankings, that's a way to legitimately back up that statement. But, you know, as I mentioned before, those official world golf rankings are not. Actually accurate because they don't include the live golf players. You just said that uh, The PGA tour format changes, you know, don't have any cut On those certain events live golf doesn't have any cut So does that mean the players that play in those certain events that don't have a cut? Are they going to get points? On the PGA tour. I'm sure they will of course they will So I'm not exactly sure that that's an accurate statement. matter of fact I know that's not an accurate statement uh, because when, when you say quality players, what's your, what are you referencing? Are you saying like quality is in quality of humans because they decided to stay with the PGA Tour and they were loyal or quality in the sense that their golf game is quality because, you know, Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson, uh, you know, those are really, really solid players. And to not include them, Uh, in the official world golf rankings is rather ridiculous because they are some of the premier and elite professional golfers in the world. So I'm just a little bit confused about his statement, you know, and it says later on in the article, it says that he was laughing when he said that. So I don't know what he really means by, you know, amount of quality players, but I would say that, uh, you know, Liv has a ton of good quality, high ranking players even, in their ranks so you know are those events that the pga tour is saying you know have no cut and have a higher quality of player or like a a a more um you know upper layer upper level field of players i just don't know i i don't know if that's uh if that's an accurate statement maybe upper level for the pga tour but certainly not globally so this is why i I think it is so important for the official world golf rankings to find a way to include live player stats because you, you just don't have, uh, you know, an accurate um, list of the best players in the world. You it, it just doesn't seem right. You know, it just doesn't seem right. And I don't think anybody out there has faith that the official world golf rankings are actual or are actually true. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody is is saying, like, uh, no, th- these are the only players that matter, well, that's not fair because those other players in, in the live tour, or on the live tour, they matter. They're playing professional golf. They're playing difficult courses. Just because they don't have a cut and they play 18 fewer holes, does that mean they shouldn't earn some sort of points towards official world golf rankings? I mean, come on. If you want to say that they need to play 72 hole events, that's fine, I understand. Then you need to compensate for the fact that they're only playing 54 holes and adjust the points that they would earn accordingly. That is very simple and can be done, okay? Easily, easily. Now, do you guys think JT's remark was justified? I'm not so sure that it was, but I'm, you know, maybe some of you guys do, and that's that's completely understandable if you feel that you know, live golf doesn't actually have quality players or a high amount of quality players or that the PGA tour has a higher quality amount of, or excuse me, a higher amount of quality players than the live tour does. Anyway, you want to, you want to look at it. Do you think that he was justified in saying that? Do you feel like his statement was, was accurate is what I'm getting at. I don't think it was. Yes, they have a lot of good players. There's no doubt about it, but can you say that, you know, Liv doesn't have equally high amount of quality players? I don't know. You know, I, I don't believe that uh, the PGA Tour does. I think it's just, you know, it's, it's too divided right now, and we need to bring professional golf back together. Now, I want to touch on the players' championship payouts and then get into, you know, whether or not professional golfers make too much money because I think a lot of people feel like they do, like somehow they don't earn it or something. But I wanted to talk about uh, the players championships payouts. Um, So for this weekend's event, okay, the first place winner is going to get $4.5 million, $4.5 million for four days of golf in Florida. That's a lot of money. Second place, $2.725 million, more than what Scotty Scheffler won at last year's Masters. Third place, $1.725 million. Fourth, $1.225 million. And then fifth place, 1025000 Now, 65th place, okay, $53,750. Still, four days of playing golf and you walk away with 53 grand. That is, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. Okay. The first place winner of the player's championship will earn more than what Charles Howell Third made for the live opener at Mayakoba, which I think he made around 4.3, something like that. So, you know, th- this is a very, very big event. It's got a record high payout and uh, 4.5 million is, is, you know, quite the purse to walk away with. When the pros out there say that golf isn't about the money, especially some of those that have kind of, you know, fought against live, I find it hard to believe when you're looking at payouts this large. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen any of those guys? Let's just say one of those players wins first. You know, one of those more vocal players on the PGA Tour. Do you think that they're just going to say, I refuse to accept the four point five million dollars, and I want to give that to the rest of the golfers out there. I just want the trophy. No, never seen it happen. Be surprised if it does. Maybe one day it will. I don't know because a lot of those vocal players also, you know, have pretty large uh, sponsorship contracts, which pay them a great deal of money. So we shall see. Now. Speaking with the uh, Players' Championship, um, I want Tom Hoge to win. I hope that's how you say his name. H-O-G-E. I'm not real sure. But I want him to win because he set a course record round of 62 during his third round, and it was awesome to watch. Uh, and I don't think he made the cut at the Phoenix Open. So this would be fantastic to you know see him um, on top of the leaderboard in the first position, you know, walking away with $4.5 million and uh, the trophy for the Players Championship. And currently, as of right now on the leaderboard, he's tied for fourth. So, you know, go Tom. I want to see you bring it home, man. Um, but, you know, hopefully you guys are following your favorite player uh, and uh, they they bring home the W for you. But I'd like to see him win because, you know, he played one heck of a round for his third round, 62 at a very, very tough course. I mean, that's, that's playing some golf. Okay. So we've talked about the players championship uh, payout for this weekend. And, you know, just to touch on, um, I mentioned the masters and what Scotty Scheffler took home uh, last year. And I think it was like 2.7 million or something like that. Um, so that's, that's a good chunk of change, but certainly not 4.5 million for the Players championship. So, but these purses are just getting bigger and bigger, and one has to wonder, you know, is that direct reflection of Liv's involvement in golf? I don't know. We'll see. But do pro golfers make too much money? Okay. A lot of people may feel this way. I certainly don't. I feel like if you're a professional athlete and the demand is there and you have the skill set, then you should be able to bring in as much money as you possibly can for your set of skills. Now, I wanted to compare some of the top earnings from both the PGA Tour and and the Live Golf Tour for the 2022 season to some of the top earners in NFL salaries. So we're going to cover the top four for NFL salaries real quick. Right, number one is Patrick Mahomes. He's the quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs. He brought in $45 million. Okay, that's a good chunk of change. Number two is Josh Allen. He's the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. $43 million. That's his salary. Number three, Dak Prescott, QB for Dallas Cowboys, $40 million. And then number four, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Houston Texans, $39 million. Okay. So you hear all those numbers $45, $43, $40, and $39 million. Now I want to tell you the top earnings for the 2022 season on the PGA tour. John Rahm made $9,934,779. Okay. Max Homa, number two, $6.6 million, and some change. Scotty Scheffler, number three, five point nine million and some change. And then number four, Kitayama, five million and a little bit on the tail end of that. So, you know, that's a huge difference. Okay, top earner John Rahm, nine point nine million. So let's just round it up for him and say it's ten million, even though it's not. He's still twenty nine million away from the uh, number four spot of Deshaun Watson for the, the Houston Texans, thirty nine million. All right. That, does that seem accurate to you? Well, a lot of people would say NFL is a lot more popular than professional golf. Totally get it. But the point I'm trying to make is that if you are a elite level athlete, then you should be paid however much anybody wants to pay you for your certain skill set. You know, There should not be a cap on what uh, these professional athletes can make. If the demand is there, you know, and the demand will always limit how much money is going to be pumped out. You know, it just, it just will. So when you look at the two differences there between the PGA tour and those top NFL salaries, I'm, I'm shocked. You know, that's quite a bit of difference uh, from what I would have expected. Now, if we go to the live players, that's where you start to see the gap close a little bit. Okay. For 2022 season, top live player was Dustin Johnson and he brought home $35.6 million. okay? So that's not too bad. That's about $3 million shy of what Deshaun Watson um, was bringing home. So that is getting a lot better. Of course, Dustin Johnson won a lot on the live tour for that first season. So he brought home good money. Now, number two would be Brendan Grace, $16.6 million. So, you know, that's half of what, uh, well, actually less than half of what Deshaun Watson was making. Um, so, Definitely more than what John Rahm has made, you know, quite a bit more. And actually, all of the top five live players made more than the fifth place for the top earners on the live tour made more money than John Rahm did for being the number one earner for the 2022 season on uh, the PGA Tour, which was pretty shocking. But I'm just going to go down the, the, the remaining three here: Peter Uihlein, uh, 12.8 million; Patrick Reed, 12.2 million; and then Taylor Gooch, 10.3 million top five for live players are making a lot of money. So for those guys, jumping over to live probably made sense, especially because John Rahm didn't even clear uh, that amount of money and he came in first and played in more events. Now do any of you out there really care what professional golfers make? Because I sure do not. I'm not concerned at all about what they're making. All I want to see is great golf, okay? If for some reason, you know, professional golf was not a high paid sport, you know, and they were making $100,000 for winning the purse. It still wouldn't matter to me. I would just want to see the best golf that I could see. You know, I want to watch these guys and, and uh, watch them make these unbelievable crazy shots, you know, or have the stories like Jordan Spieth did with the, uh, the ricochet off the kneecap and then the chip in for Eagle. I mean, that's that's fun golf to watch, you know but I find it crazy that some people are upset with some of the players who went to live just to make a little more money, okay? I mean, come on, Taylor Gooch making $10.3 million, playing in fewer events, and he didn't even have to be the the top earner on the PGA Tour to get there. That was a good move career-wise for him, at least in his book, because he's now making more money than the the number one spot on the PGA Tour. Now, I'm sure with the the format changes, that will be different for the 2023 season. It'll be interested to compare the salaries uh, once again at the end of the 2023 season. Maybe I'll set that up for a podcast and do another comparison so we uh, we can see what's changed. But, you know, this is what professional athletes do. They develop a skill. They work on that skill all their life. And then hopefully they have the opportunity to make it to the professional level to capitalize on that skill. You know, somehow think that professional golfers aren't the same, or in some way shouldn't be the same as other athletes out there that are trying to, you know, enhance their their earnings uh, either through you know sponsorships or playing better or you know getting traded to a different team or whatever you want to say. It's kind of silly because they're they're you know they're I see them as independent contractors. They're not so much part of a team. Of course, Liv has changed that makeup, but it used to be, you know, PGA Tour was pretty much the only way you had to go when you were you know, an independent contractor. You weren't part of a team. But, you know, they are professional athletes any way you want to see it. Uh, they are. And if somebody's going to pay them more, like Liv, then, you know, why should you be mad at them for for jumping over there and just trying to make a little extra money? For, actually, it's not a little extra money. It's a lot extra money. But, Again, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't somehow make them, a, you know, a lesser athlete because they decided to do that because it happens all the time in every other sport. It really does. I mean, draft season, come on. So with the PGA Tour format changes, you're going to see those numbers get closer. And I believe that again, we'll, we'll cover that uh, at the end of 2023 to see, you know, if those salaries have kind of come back in line and they're matching with the PGA Tour format changes and live golfs set but uh, we'll see. We'll see. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hope you have a fantastic week. Please leave a rating or review. Definitely helps out the podcast and I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep on swinging.